Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays, too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It is late night here on a Monday. Steve in for Henry. Typically, you hear me on the weekends here on News Talk. A3OWCCO. Dennis Matuzak is our producer and a very eventful news day. Of course, closing arguments in Derek Chauvin's trial in downtown Minneapolis. We learned earlier this evening that uh, former vice president, former United States senator from the state of Minnesota, Walter Mondale, passed away at the age of 93. And joining us to talk about that story is Professor Larry Jacobs from the University of Minnesota. And uh, Larry, thanks so much for joining us on very short notice to talk about uh, Vice President Walter Mondale. Yeah, it's a sad day, um, but I feel fortunate to have worked with him for nearly 16 years, teaching and doing other projects. He was a remarkable person who left a delible mark on American public life in so many ways. And, and stayed so active in public life, um, and and the, the the resume is absolutely incredible, Larry. You, you look at what he did and how he served. It's extraordinary. It sure is. And this was a, a guy from a small town in southern Minnesota, Elmore, Minnesota. His dad was a minister. And he talked about growing up. And everyone's door was unlocked. You're welcome everywhere. And he rose from those humble beginnings uh, to become... Uh, the youngest Minnesota Attorney General, and then moved to the U.S. Senate, where he was ended up as a leader on civil rights and Medicare, um, was a big player in passing Title IX, which helps to explain why we have so many great girls uh, and women's sports teams that we're now watching. Um, huge player in national security. Um, there's a lot that we take for granted today that Walter Mondale uh, is responsible for, and he often did it in partnership with Republicans. And one of the things uh, about Walter Mondale that that stood out as as a lifelong Minnesotan is that 
he he always seemed to project that sensibility, if you will, and decency. But but you don't become a United States senator, you you don't become a, a vice president of the United States without also being a very good politician and being able to navigate the waters of Washington to ultimately get things done. Yeah, I think he made uh, decency a, a political asset. Um, when Jimmy Carter was interviewing candidates to be his vice president, he bonded with Walter Mondale because they came from similar backgrounds. They were both devoutly religious, um, and Carter trusted him. He could, he could see that Mondale was a decent person, and throughout their entire life, including after the presidency up until yesterday, they were bound together, and um, they both felt tremendous loyalty and affection for each other. Professor Larry Jacobs joining us from the University of Minnesota, and uh, so much is known about his career as United States Senator, Vice President of the United States, his own run for the presidency against Ronald Reagan. Give us a sense on on what a challenge was, because that that was a setback politically, but it didn't stop Vice President Mondale. It didn't, and actually a lot of the issues that he laid out in this 1984 campaign are still with us about civil rights, about um, uh, passing programs that would help people who are struggling, including raising taxes so that we wouldn't go into massive debt. And he went down in flames against Ronald Reagan when the economy was soaring. But you can see those issues and that kind of orientation is back full swing now in Washington. And you could say that Walter Mondale bet on America's future, and it looks like he's winning. A difficult day. Uh, Vice President Walter Mondale passes away at the age of of 93. Professor Larry Jacobs joining us from the University of Minnesota. But he wasn't done there. Uh, In a moment like that, uh, a a politician who's been a senator and a vice president of the United States might take a step back. But but he didn't. He continued to find ways to serve and serve his country and serve his state. Yeah, he went on to become ambassador to Japan, which at that moment was a very delicate posting. And Ambassador Mondale, who was appointed by uh, Bill Clinton, was able to solidify and stabilize that relationship. And the last 15, 16 years, he's been teaching at the University of Minnesota. With me, we taught together a um, completely nonpartisan course on the U.S. Constitution and national security. Thousands of students went through it. And uh, when I first approached Mr. Mondale about teaching it, I said, well, look, we should talk about you know, how much we're going to pay you. And he said, <laughs> I'm not being paid for this. This is what I owe the state of Minnesota. Never took a dollar from the university. And I suppose he had a tremendous impact with with the political resume that that we had laid out and and what he had done in his career. He had a tremendous impact on 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 the students. Yeah, tremendous. He would his philosophy was he wanted students to be put in the position of a decision maker, whether he agreed with their decision or not. He wanted the students to understand the contending pressures and advice. And so we spent years developing 
cases for students to really wrestle with those problems. Uh, and he thought that was the really the most important thing to get is to to balance um, some really tough choices. He told me in the last few years that he thought teaching had saved his life because of the joy and the challenges of meeting with young people and answering their questions and trying to impart some of his experiences to them. But throughout, Walter Mondale was a tremendously humble person. He he never touted himself. In fact, when people would sometimes, you know, kind of lay it on thick about how important he was, he would he would kind of um, make fun of himself or you know just try to take take the edge off of that. Um, Larry, in, in all your conversations with Vice President Mondale, I, I, I'm sure you had some commentary on. Uh, the, the the current state of affairs and the the bitter partisanship we see. This is not the country that Walter Mondale worked in when he was in Congress. Civil rights legislation, which Mondale was a major leader of, that was in partnership with Republicans. They were tremendous allies. Medicare, getting that going, that was with Republicans. Um, up through a lot of the work he's done in Minnesota, and so I think it, it pained him, and he was always kind of looking for ways to bring stuff, bring the two parties together. For years, he'd partnered with Arnie Carlson, Republican governor, um, and looked for other ways to to bring the parties together. Professor Larry Jacobs joining us from the University of Minnesota discussing the life of Walter Mondale. We we learned earlier that uh, he had passed away at the age of 93. What what a life, though, Larry. I, I, I'm sure you're reflecting in, in your friendship and your working relationship with, with Vice President Mondale. And, and to take a step back in, in that journey, as you pointed out, from uh, a small town to the the pinnacle of the back and and that journey as you pointed out from uh, a small town to uh, the the pinnacle of the United States government the most powerful country on earth that that's that's extraordinary that that's truly a, an american story and mr mondale felt uh, humbled by it um and he would you know often um just cherish conversations with people. We'd gone down to Atlanta when we first started teaching together to get some of the <clears throat> confidential documents from when he was vice president declassified so we could use it in our classes. And we went down there. We were down there for a good part of a week. And the way back, we went to, you know, the Delta Lounge. And um, I said to him, look, I'm going to get something to eat. I get you something. And so I came back, and the uh, hostess at the desk said, well, I'm sorry, you can't bring food in here. The words were in my mouth. I'm here with the former vice president. Mr. Mondale stood up and said, we're no different. We went outside the lounge and sat um, at one of the gates. And as you can imagine, in Atlanta, where Jimmy Carter and Walter Mondale are household names to this day. He soon had a long line of people wanted to shake his hand and talk to him, including some Republicans who said, 
you know, I have a bone to pick with you. And Mr. Mondo would chuckle and say, okay, <laughs> you know, tell me what your problem is. And they, they talked for a long time. He was a, he loved people. He loved to talk to people. He wanted to know their story, what they're thinking about. Just many, many stories like that. He's a, just a remarkably humble person who never forgot where he came from. And difficulty, uh, I, I, I can't help but think about Eleanor and what she went through in her battle with illness and what a toll it must have taken on Vice President Mondale. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's you know I, I'm, anyone who's had has a child, and to lose that child, and then a few years later to lose your wife, um, you know it's just an incredible burden. Um, and he, you know, he found ways to to uh, find meaning in his family. He's got lovely grandchildren and two sons, um, and he found ways to. To continue to work for the, the betterment of Minnesota, he loved the students, the University of Minnesota, and the Humphrey School. And he found these other parts of his life that he could invest himself. But there was no doubt that you know the personal losses weighed on him tremendously. Well, Larry, I know a very difficult uh, time for you, uh, a colleague of yours, uh, Senator, Vice President. Uh, Walter Mondale passing away. I, I, I did want to ask b- b- before we let you go tonight uh, about uh, his relationship with Hubert Humphrey and uh, a mentor, if you will. Is it, does that frame it in the proper context to call it a mentorship? T- tell us about their relationship a little bit. Well, Humphrey basically plucked Walter Mondale out from a group of promising young uh, folks. Um, Mr. Mondo had worked for the Humphrey campaign and caught Hubert Humphrey's eye, eye, eye and, um, and then started to, to provide opportunities for Walter Mondo, and he succeeded each one. Um, but that was a very close bond, and there was um, you know, tremendous loyalty to the very end from Mr. Mondale towards Hubert Humphrey. Um, writing a book that includes the chapter of 1968 when Hubert Humphrey lost to Richard Nixon, a very close race, and the hellacious uh, riots in Chicago. And Mr. Mondale told me, and this was quite recently, he said, my heart still breaks for Hubert because of the pain of that election and uh, the anger in the country. And then... um, Hubert Humphrey's close loss. Well, uh, Larry, uh, once again, on, on very short notice, thanks so much for joining us and, and uh, sharing your thoughts on uh, Vice President Mondale. Okay. Take care, Steve. Yeah. There he is, Larry Jacobs, professor at the University of Minnesota and worked alongside with Vice President Mondale uh, for many, many years. Uh, we have complete coverage at our website wccoradio.com as our coverage continues a little bit later on tonight uh, we will have more on this story Uh, from our newsroom we will continue to uh, report on the closing arguments of the Derek Chauvin trial in downtown Minneapolis that is with the jury 
a very, very busy news day. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. Uh, we'll, we'll take a break from that and uh, sprinkle in some sports as well here on Lake Night News Talk. E3OWCCO. It is 9.23 here on a Monday night. Steve Thompson sitting in for Henry Lake. It is Lake night and uh, big news uh, tonight. Uh, Vice President Walter Mondale passed away at the age of 93, former United States Senator from the state of Minnesota. And Mike Max, of course, uh, has had a lot of reaction. We've got... uh, a story and, and a number of stories available online at WCCRadio.com. We are pleased to be joined by uh, Professor Larry Jacobs from the University of Minnesota and now uh, pleased to be joined by uh, former governor of the state of Minnesota, Arnie Carlson. And, and Governor, good to visit with you. A very difficult time with the passing of uh, an icon, uh, former Vice President, former Senator Walter Mondale. Yes, you're absolutely right. I, I, I was stunned. Uh, I think if I were asked to pick out the finest example of public service uh, in my lifetime, it would be Walter Mondale. Uh, he was truly so good in so many different areas, but always uh, he had a good compass. He always knew right from wrong and was very courageous in the pursuit of the right. Uh, I just can't think of a finer individual and a finer public servant. Governor, Larry Jacobs brought this up a little bit earlier uh, about uh, the ability to reach across the aisle and get things done. Um, There's a lesson in that. Oh, there's a big lesson. Uh, he, He represents that era. Uh, when reaching across the aisle was not only acceptable but expected. Uh, the focus was should have been always on public policy, and with Walter Mondale it was. Uh, he, he adored public policy as long as it advanced the betterment of other people, and it was always about others. But when you think of his record, I, I think the part of his record that is is not. Uh, as, as, as reviewed as much as it should be, is as Attorney General. He, he took some very gutsy stances uh, on human rights. Um, he was an extraordinary, uh, courageous uh, Attorney General for the state of Minnesota. And from there on in, uh, his courage carried him right into the Senate, into the Vice Presidency, and frankly, it should have gone to the Presidency as well. When you look at at his career and a small-town guy uh, from Minnesota getting all the way to the highest levels of the government, what a wonderful American story Walter Mondale is. You're absolutely correct. And and, and he wore it so well. I remember one time I was talking about his military record, and (laughs) he went in as an enlisted man. Uh, he, he didn't join the, uh, the, the the judge advocate, judge general, or anything else. He came in as an enlisted man and served and thoroughly enjoyed it and got to know a, a, a group of people that was, frankly, far into him. 
but he had a wonderful time uh, when he was in the Army. Uh, but that was just typical of it. There was nothing arrogant about him whatsoever. Uh, it wasn't just a question of being humble. It was a question of really being comfortable in his own skin and comfortable with anybody that he was with. Uh, Governor Ernie Carlson joining us. And, and Governor, one of the things you and uh, Fritz Mondale shared was a love for the University of Minnesota and, and served and taught at the University yeah. of Minnesota. Yeah, he, he, he clearly understood the role uh, that the university played. And he always expected to advance the agenda of, of, of honesty, integrity, uh, talent, uh, he's a remarkably good supporter of it, and of course it's only entirely appropriate that the building that houses the law school is named after him. Uh, but we, we joined hands on, on human rights uh, extended to the gays, uh, particularly on the uh, issue of voter suppression, very strong and very, very helpful. Um, I can't think of any area, frankly, that we, that we truly disagreed on. I, I just, as, as I got, got older and, I was, and, and when I left the governorship, we became very, very dear friends. He's just a wonderful man. Yeah, and the, the, the service, when, when you take a step back, when, when you're a, a senator and you're a vice president and you've done all these things and there's no, no more to do, he, he continued to serve and continued to, to give back. What, what an example he set yeah. for all of us. I, I, I think you're exactly right. Uh, pu- pu- public service to him was not holding an office. It was always being involved in serving the greater good. Uh, and he did that right until the day he died. Uh, he was active in protecting the BWCA and uh, Lake Superior from mining, from Polymet and uh, uh, Twin Metals, a very courageous stand. Uh, he, he never, ever uh, ceased uh, being involved. Never. Well, Governor Carlson, we, we sure do appreciate your time. Certainly a, a, a difficult time with all the things going on here in Minnesota. Yeah. And then to, to lose someone yeah. like Walter Mondale is, is um, but tough. But I think it's so refreshing to do what you're doing, and, and, and that is to remind everyone uh, that Minnesota did produce true greatness. And uh, there was none greater than Walter Mondale. Thank you. Uh, Governor Ernie Carlson, good enough to join us here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. And we will continue uh, to remember uh, Vice President Walter Mondale as we move through the night here on News Talk, E3O. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with a vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.